It's been two weeks since the San Jose Sharks hit the ice for a game. And they wound up short in Manitoba. We'll break this one down. Spoiler alert, there's not a whole lot to break down. And more coming up right now. This is Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Valentine's Night 2024. We hope if you're celebrating, you have a great Valentine's Day or just enjoying all kinds of chocolates. Uh, we have a treat for you here this evening. As the Sharks lose one nothing to the Winnipeg Jets, we welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live and interactive San Jose Sharks post-game show. We do this after every game, so if you want to be part of the show, chat with us and fellow hockey fans all over the world and in Sharks territory on the YouTube page or the app. And, of course, follow us on the socials. As you see down below, you can find everything at TealTownUSA.com. If you want to support the pod, you can do so via Venmo at TealTownUSA or hit us up in the Super Chat right now if you're watching us live. And with that, as I'm still recovering... From a devastating Super Bowl loss, I say hello to Felix Chow. Buddy, it's been two weeks since we actually been able to talk about the game. How have you been and how has your uh, hiatus been? <laughs> um, I mean, it, the hiatus was great. Like, I actually, like, I, like you, I watched the Super Bowl. It's obviously, the Niners loss was highly disappointing, but you know what? It is what it is. And, uh, but however, um, if you were, uh, if y'all were looking for a treat in this game, well, uh, let's just say you didn't miss much if you were out on a date. I'm just saying. Yeah, this one's a tough one. Uh, if you, if you were watching a soccer match, you expected a one, a one nothing, uh, uh, tilt or excuse me, one nil. Let's be honest here. Uh, but you got one tonight in at Canada Life Center as the Sharks began their quote-unquote second half game 52 on the schedule for the team uh, taking on Winnipeg who's done fairly well though the Sharks got a victory in in uh, this one uh it started out really nicely Felix I mean they were out shooting Winnipeg for nothing in the first five minutes here's the, the wonderful <laughs> thing about hockey you play last I checked you play what 20 minute periods I think right something something around there three of them uh, sometimes you have an overtime or shoot yeah um I believe the saying is you have to play more than five minutes to actually win a game okay yeah because after those first five minutes where they were out shooting Winnipeg for nothing Winnipeg went on to what was it uh, a freaking 15 straight shots on goal. Hmm. Yeah, I it was not pretty. Like it was here's the thing, like I and I'm sure we're gonna get to this, but you obviously do not have a hurdle uh, right now, um for the for the foreseeable future. You do not have Logan Couture again. So that kinda puts a damper on things and it's something like I, I think we expect this team to like have sort of a <clears throat> excuse me a down kind of uh how do I how would you put it like just not like the 
they wouldn't be able to to string the best performance you know, as they would if they did have Couture or Hurdle in the lineup. But man, like you gotta give your goalie something. You gotta give the team something. Like just like you know, more shots on net. Like get get a get a biscuit in the net. Like I mean, it's you have to outwork the other team on a constant like every shift. You know, and, and it's obviously a cliche, but I mean, look, cleat in this case, those cliches are true, right? Like yeah. you don't take a shift off. You, you know, <clears throat> outwork the other team. You, you know, do the things that make you successful as a team. Are we seeing that or did we see a goalie that stood on his freaking head again? Yeah, I, 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 well, see, it's a tough call. You know, uh, you, you definitely didn't get a lot of offense in this one. But to hold Winnipeg to just one goal is, you know, you should give yourself right. some credit for it. Um, and in nice. yeah. all the kudos to Kapokak and we'll get to him and and all the injuries that are that are suddenly <laughs> coming up for San Jose in just a jiffy. But to, you know, you get Baron gets the puck off of his looks like off of his jersey to make it yeah. one nothing. That's your only goal from a shot that came from the point from Neil Pionk. Yeah. And obviously, like you said, like obviously at you know, at least they, you know, the Jets didn't score anymore after that. But it's just like you. You, I, I don't know. To me, you kind of expect more. You kind of expect more of a rally from the Sharks. And and granted, obviously, like um, uh, tell at who uh, was in that for yes, but essentially uh, uh, for Winnipeg, uh, yeah, Connor right. Hellebuck, Hellebuck, who, right? Who okay. didn't hella suck tonight? Right, I figured. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's oh, Christ. It's it's like one of those things where. You want them to rally more, and obviously Hellebuck's a very good goalie, but it's just like you couldn't get one past them, you know. It's it's just yeah. Well, and that's and that's where you know the injury bug does come to play. We obviously saw what Logan Couture was to this team, where you know they had some points in they had a point in like their last seven games. I mean, it was probably one of their better stretches for Sharks hockey. Uh, you know, before they went on this uh, two-week break, so uh, it's it, it, it's a tough one because we also saw Mark Edward Vlasic, you know, going off on a three-game streak, and, and it just yeah. it gets disappointing, gets frustrating. Uh, again, you can take the negatives of it, and it's like you only had what seventeen shots on goal in this game. You know, like we mentioned before, getting the first four shots, you're on your gangbusters uh, going off uh, on them and not looking too bad. And then and then, you know, just proceed to give up the, the last 15 shots of the period. The second period, you, you get outshot 16 to eight, um, you know, and and yeah, you do make a push, but, you know. At the end of the game, you're you're having trouble getting out of your own zone, and I think I, I want to say near two periods, Felix, uh, Winnipeg had attack zone time of like nearly thirteen, almost fourteen minutes, and you can't have that happen. 
puck possession boys like you yep. cannot win the modern game without possessing the puck like that's <laughs> if you don't have the puck then don't even like just yeah like right you know it's it's that's the big that's the big thing you know uh puck possession was a big game you know several years ago and, and this team has not been able to do it and generate any offense uh, but you give them kudos for having a strong defensive effort. I mean, yes, Winnipeg has been struggling on the power play. I think they were like, if I heard correctly, two of their last 38 on the power play uh, for for a team that has that much firepower. Yeah. Uh, you know. That's concerning for them. Yeah. You know, so. But yeah, another shot, another stat that I'm um, that I'm noticing on the on the the, uh, the league's uh, game center for this game is that the Sharks, I believe, ended up with 24 blocked shots. Am I am I right on that? Something like that. I believe so. Okay, that's and that's to the Jets 14. And I'm just thinking, like again, like if, when it's great that you're blocking shots, but what have we always said? Like if you're blocking shots, you you don't have the puck, and we Correct. were you're blocking shots that much. Yeah, you might want to have the puck a little more. <laughs> just just a little bit. Just a little bit. That that would, yeah. Just yeah. yes, the Scotia, the AG would say. Yeah, exactly. So uh, that pretty much says it for this game. I mean, we can talk about the hit that Nico Sturm took from Logan Stanley. Yeah, that, oh, man. that's I, I just... You mentioned the injury bug earlier, and I just hope... You just hope that that's not like a concussion or something like that that's just just waiting to like appear and i just god like as if as if this team like i mean this team is bad enough but like you 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 have the injury bug you know with it and you have more guys going of course we don't know if kakinen just cramped his uh whatever his lower body or if he actually uh tweaked something yeah like I'm that's just looking at uh, the Twitter feed right now, I'm getting it from Max Miller. Max, by the way, thank you. Uh, shout out to you for chilling with me during AHL All-Star Weekend, bud. Uh, but he, he and uh, I believe AJ's gotten the, the, the quote out. I'm okay now uh, is what Kakin is saying when speaking okay. to the media po post game. So uh, we're doing okay yeah. on that. Uh, a couple others that are coming in from the locker room. Uh, obviously, with Couture and Hurdle out, uh, you only have one captain, or well, I should say one alternate captain in Mario Ferraro. So Grandland and uh, Luke Cunning were given yeah. A's. Uh, Grandland tonight saying, not a new thing, but always an honor. Uh, Grandlin wearing the A tonight after wearing an A previously in Nashville uh, for that. Uh, so, you know, uh, let's see. What else do we got from quotes here? The Jets defended really well. The back, They back check hard. And when you get a chance, they have one of the better goalies. It's not easy to score against them. Uh, yeah, I'll give them that because Connor Hellebeck has been phenomenal in his time in the NHL. Uh, yeah. Light night though, but uh, still getting the job done. Yeah, no, for sure. He's uh, again. I and 
this and obviously like I not to go against the trucks here, but I do think Hell I do think I uh Hellebuck is on my fantasy team on the, <laughs> in another league. So I I got that going for me at least. I but, don't um, blame you. I yeah. don't blame you for that. So Yeah. Uh Shang mentioning that uh Kakinen says he had a little cramp at the end there, but once again says he's all right. So okay, it's good yeah, to see so- Right, and thankfully he's all right because if uh, look, I Magnus Trona <laughs> might be a good goalie down the line, but holy shit, if we have to put him <laughs> in net, especially with the defense we have, oh lord. And the and the worst part is that they are not near San Jose right now, so an emergency call up to get to Calgary for the game on Thursday. In less than 24 hours, it would be tough to do. It's doable, you, but it's... You, uh, you might as well put in goalie McGullerson at this point, you know? I mean, to to quote our buddy... Why not? Why not, you know? So, uh, <laughs> it's it's tough. I would expect uh, Mackenzie Blackwood to get the start in, in yeah. uh, Calgary tomorrow against the Flames. For that one, uh, but good to hear that Kakinen is okay. Uh, he haven't heard anything yet from David Quinn, so if we are still on when he starts talking, and he says an update on Nico Sturm, we will let you know. For sure, I'd be looking out for any quotes too. But um, yeah, no, this game. I mean, again, like we said. If you uh, if you were out on a Valentine's Day tonight, then you really did not miss much, and <laughs> you should thank your lucky stars you didn't because yeah. Um, yeah, like this. And I here's the thing, like I don't I don't know about you, fuck guy, but I don't really like know like what else to expect of this team this season because right now you and I both know that this Sharks team is in a re- this franchise quite frankly, is in a rebuilding phase. Absolutely. And at this point, like, I don't want to be that person, but, like, you might as well look forward to the drafts, like, and just hope that they get that first overall pick because, holy, like, and, of course, this is a whole other issue in itself, but, like, you also better hope that the Barracuda have some, uh, um answers to why the heck they aren't doing so great <laughs> this season and uh hope they have answers to uh um solve those issues and um hopefully that comes with the change in uh behind the bench um and uh yeah that that's that's what I will say on that and you know again <laughs> I, I'm gonna sort of like not to take your uh, job for this but like essentially, Y'all can find more thoughts on that from Ian, Lacey, Jules, and those wonderful people over at the uh, Barracuda After Dark portion of this podcast. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, And that's going to be an interesting trade deadline. Although Kevin Lacey mentioning, I know what to expect, Felix. A disappointing trade deadline. Uh, (laughs) You're not wrong, Lacey. You're you're not wrong. wrong. I'd be surprised if there are any massive moves. Uh, under the final season of of a uh, you know a, a a cap where nobody has a whole lot of fl- flexibility uh, to say so. LB- and also, sorry, not to go out Barracuda after dark suddenly, but um, Lacey noting that Ethan Cardwell scored, so we got someone down there who we got 
we got a goal. <laughs> it is 1-1 between the Barracuda and the Goals. Uh, that's still in the first period. Of course, Kevin will keep us posted on that if we miss anything here. Uh, getting back to the injury front, and it's yeah. and it's kind of funny, and, and I, I don't I don't want to call out anybody specifically mm-hmm. because I know, you know, you get your hopes up for it because practically everybody, uh, was <laughs> was was back. You know, the only so, ones that sorry. were missing. Not not to cut you off, but um, you just did. How uh, dare you? <laughs> no, um, but Shang Peng, Curtis Pachalka, and uh, and Max Miller all saying, giving an update that Quinn says there is no update on Sturm. Okay. He does not have an update on Sturm. Okay. So, Continue. yeah. So if if Giovanni Smith is ready to go, he'll probably suit up uh, tomorrow in Calgary. Um, I, I see that they could be available tomorrow, but they're not ruled out mm-hmm. uh, for that matter. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, a lot of line juggling when Granlin is your first line center that tells you a lot of things but kind of getting back into the injury bug here you 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 know Sunday when the guys got back together you know the Sharks were practically on the verge of having uh having an entire healthy roster you know that that Couture and Hurdle were given maintenance days but we now find out that Hurdle had and I think we can now put in past since had uh, surgery on his left knee to remove some loose cartilage in there mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that kind of got loose from that hit he got in the Buffalo game a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but he said he was fine to play in the All-Star game and felt okay enough to do so. Uh, the Logan Couture injury, it it's very interesting to see... Um, to see what what this is and and when when I was typing it out it was I, I, I mean I I've never heard of this here, you know <laughs> neither have I uh can contour is considered week to week uh according to Curtis Pichelka of the Mercury News that it is a austerius pubis a condition that can result in debilitating gr- of a see it's that it's that problematic for it to figure out that you know and debilitating groin or lower abdominal pain um ow yeah that that's an absolute and sorry i don't mean to laugh but that is an absolute ouch like i i look these athletes are just Holy, like, I mean, the the things that they're able to, like, play through and withstand, I, I mean, you, you know, if you get me with a broken finger, I'll be out with, for a month. <laughs> um, but no, but like, yeah, this, to your point, like, the, the whole injury bug, it's, you know, you, you, it seemed like you were going to, you know, go into the second half, like, pretty healthy like essentially like you know you were, were going to have the best lineups that you could roster uh, that you could put out there and now this happens and it's just like you know again like this team cannot catch a break you know to be quite honest and yeah it's just you know look it's it's it is what it is and we'll just have to this is this is the these are the cards that we've been dealt and unfortunately this team needs to go um, figure out how to like come together 
in uh, dealing with those, you know. Yeah, it's 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 a tough one, yeah. and, and to have, you know, we've heard before that Couture, you know, it was it could be potential career ending. Um, yeah. You know, that's that's the thing Kevin mentioning right now. Do you guys think this might be nearing the end of Logan Couture's playing career? You know, and and I know I'm in the B plug underscore eight thirty one just posted. Uh, damn, Kevin, let's hope not. You know, if it's bugging him that much, and he only played seven games so far, yeah. you know, you, you yeah. have to be concerned about it, especially if oh, you absolutely. are week to week. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think right now, and this is, I guess, where we can sort of touch on the the next iteration of A's and C's. Do you, if you're the front office and the the the, the coaching staff right now, are you right now look sort of starting to look ahead at who could be who could who could build those shoes next and you know it's it's one of those things where it's like that's that sort of question is kind of starting to not like knock at the door right now you know it's it's something to be concerned about obviously i think we've heard a lot of people mentioning how Hurdle picked up the slack and was that leader to fill in while Couture was gone. Right. You don't have Hurdle right now. He's going to be, he's out for several weeks. Mario Ferraro has been that guy that's been, that's kind of been the thing a little bit there. Uh, I I don't think he's going to grab the locker room right off the bat, but I think he's a good, I think he is a good leader, but he's going to have to kind of pick that up really quick. Yeah. And honestly, with like, look, Ferraro, as great of a personality as he is, you and I, and quite frankly, all of us at Town know what he is. And it's if that's the if that's the best the Sharks have on their blue line, that's uh, you know <laughs> pretty scary. Yeah, to to say the least. Yeah, you know, Kevin adding, if Couture cannot come back, it further magnifies how dire the Sharks have to get the best player in the 2024 draft yeah no it's that's there's no doubt about it and i i just think it's it's one of those things where it's like you the future i mean i don't mean to be to say the future is now but the future is now but like you know it's you know it they need they need someone to fill those big shoes and and they need it pretty freaking soon uh, to quote a former, a former defenseman that played in San Jose, Eric Carlson, the time is nigh uh, to to get things going here because it. Uh, and to quote former Sharks broadcaster Pete Stemkowski, it's early, but you better get going because it's getting late. Yeah, you know it's it's pretty scary to. To see that, uh, see what what the sharks have out there, and with the struggles of the Barracuda and how that is turning out right now, you have to wonder uh, what is the next moves for this organization going forward yeah. as to where they're going to need. You know, and like the T is saying in here, sharks really need to really going to need to hit on many picks. Oh yeah, we don't we possibly don't have our number one forward D and goaltender. You know. I mean, the streak that that Mark Edward Vlasic went on was um, 
was nice, but when they're not doing a whole lot, that's that's a concern, you know. Yeah. And you're banking on Vlasic doing doing amazing things. Yeah, that's that's like icing on the power play, which is never good. Yeah. Yep. Um, so some quotes in the chat, by the way. Yep. Uh, get to them. Thanks, AJ. Hope you're doing well, my friend. Uh, from Grandland, the Jets defended really well. They back check hard when you get a chance. They have one of the better goalies. It's not easy to score against them. We, get, we mentioned that one. Uh, from Kakinen, even though they got a lot of shots, we boxed out, which was good for me. We played fine at the start of the first period, but then but they got their cycle going in our zone. Uh, from Quinn, uh, no update on Serm. Um, he mentioned also it looked like we tried to do the right things, but we weren't efficient with the puck tonight, uh, along with too many unnecessary turnovers, standing still, turning over pucks. We didn't have much yeah. pace to our game. Yeah, no, and, and that's the thing. Like when, And that showed when the Jets just completely took over and they just dominated shift after shift in our zone and it's just like when you want the sharks to have the puck the jets are like nope we're, we'll take that thank you very much and then they just did their thing until the sharks finally actually out like again out muscled them whatever and you know they got the play going the other way but the thing is when you're take when you're turning the puck over and we've said the time and time again you are not possessing the puck properly enough and and, and nearly good enough and when you don't have the puck what does that mean you cannot get a shot and goal nor can you score so i mean kind of speaks for itself and again from another hockey ad from the sharks years ago in life as in hockey it takes goals to win indeed it does yes uh so gotta get a scoring update and let me do my best Nick Nolenberger impersonation. Nathan Todd, he scores! And the Cuda lead 2-1 to one with like seven seconds left in the period. So it looks like they're going to go into the dressing room up one on the San Diego goals. So okay. i keep you updated on that. Um, for Let's get back into the chat. The, the Mikey J, the players play to win. It's okay to root for the Sharks to lose, but it's not right to root against yeah. the players. No, completely agree. No, for sure. This yeah. is their career in the show. It's a slippery slope. Yeah, it, it, it is. And it's and it's a struggle. And it goes to show you, with them getting hurt, how big of a piece they are to the team, how big it is to the success for them as well. You know, so it's... It's... It's a tough one. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, it's like you want to you want to be the you, you want to be there for when they come back. And I think a lot of people were with Hurdle after sure. that first injury back when, in 2014 mm -hmm. uh, when he got injured there. So it's like we want to see Couture back. I mean, we again, like I mentioned earlier, those seven games, this team played well. I, I he didn't even score a goal, if I'm not mistaken, and just his impact around the guys on the ice, on the bench, 
you know, in the locker room was a huge dividend, you know. Oh. Yeah. Like, this team, look, they, they need something. Like, they need... <laughs> They need a kick in the pants. They need somebody to be that vocal leader. They need they they need something to get them going. I don't care if it's like if if it's that really good player that Lacey mentioned. If it's someone who's gonna lead by example or what have you, they need something. Yeah, they they need something big time, um, not just for for the team itself, but to get butts in seats, you know, and that's, and that's the, that's the big thing too. I mean, uh, they've, they've had an issue ever since Levi's opened up for the 49ers down the South Bay. You know, the, the tough part is, is that, you know, you need, you need the draw. You need to get the, the thing going, you know, uh, and, and yeah. And the thing here's the thing, like you also need it. You need it's draw to get get things going, but you also need a good freaking product on the ice. You need to oh, put yeah. someone put to put. You need to have something worth watching, and the Niners right now have that. Like they have a really damn big quarterback. They have, um, you know, they might need some couple a couple more pieces. They, you know, who knows? They might need to, um, you know. Reassess the plans. Don't ask me about football because I'm not a football guy. But <laughs> um, you get my point, though. The Sharks are in that unfortunate position where they're kind of feeling it, you know. Yeah. And this is and look, obviously, what they had to do before they had to do, uh, even if it meant, um, you know, uh, putting us, putting this team, this franchise in the situation it's in. But I mean. In my opinion, those playoff pushes, those cup runs, that that, that cup run in 2016 was absolutely freaking worth it. And right. 2019 was, I mean, we know what happened. But I think, unfortunately, all good things come to an end. And this is the start of, uh, I mean, we, we know this. This is the start of uh, some pain that's going to that that's be, not going to but it's been happening and it's you know we earlier i remember we were all like you know the, those 10 not those 10 goal against losses it, it was just like is this rock bottom already and then you know they have the miracle comebacks and then suddenly you know they that lasted you know that was that was fun while it lasted but then it was like you know they start, you know, playing the unfortunate brand of sharks hockey that we uh, that drives us kind of, you know, crazy. Right. But and then and then again, it's like, is this rock bottom? And it's just like, bottom line is, I guess what we're trying to, what I'm trying to say is, we're gonna be asking ourselves that uh, quite a bit this this rebuild. So. Yeah, you know, and in I'm the beat plug. Um, interesting, you know, what scares me the most is you are banking your whole franchise's future on these next few drafts. If we miss, man, we will be terrible for many, many years to come. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the tough part. And mm-hmm. the T, you know, Pittsburgh in a good spot at the moment. I think there's a good chance it'll be hard for them to move, for them to move much up from where they are at. Well, currently, right now, 
in the reminder for that Pittsburgh pick, it is top 10 protected. They're currently sitting in the number 10 spot. So you technically need one of the teams that are 11 through 16 to leapfrog them for it to get uh, into the Sharks' hands. Otherwise, the Pittsburgh does have the option. Uh, let me pull back up here. I don't need an ad. Cat friendly. Thank you. Uh, the Pens' 2024 first round pick is top 10 protected. The Pens will have the option to move the pick to a 2025 unprotected first round pick. Uh, so they have the option on that. So it'll be interesting to see what can what can happen in that realm. So you kind of need Pittsburgh just to win, you know, go a little bit higher, you know, and yeah. and, and it is a nightmare uh, for for Pittsburgh right now because you can only imagine like and, and kind of just moving onward to NHL talk. What are they going to do with Jake Gensel? Are, are they going to move him? Because I mean, they could probably get a lot of draft capital back yeah. in that. So It'll be interesting, too, because, I mean, it hasn't been the talk of this year. been like, we need to capitalize on Sid, uh, on Crosby and Malkins, you know, and, you know, the things they're, they're like, perhaps final years of, if not with the franchise, then it, potentially their careers. Like, I mean... This yeah. is, I mean, this is kind of make or break. Like this is, I mean, again, like they've they've celebrated um, quite a few times, including you know that one year. But right. um, like, yeah, no, this is gonna be super interesting. Like, I mean, and you know, further going on the NHL talk, like, is it just me or do you, do you also feel like the whoever wins the cup this year there's like no there's no like definitive answer of who is going to take that trophy you know oh gosh it it it, it it's such a crazy playoff race oh yeah absolutely you know and that makes it for a tough for a tough uh trade deadline because it's like mm -hmm. you have so many teams that are still in it i oh, mean the, in the eastern conference right now the number two wild card is detroit at 60 new jersey's mm -hmm. two points out the islanders are three points out right. washington's is six out but pittsburgh's seven out and, right and then you go to the west and you know st louis is sitting at 58 points but you have nashville at 56 calgary at 55 and Calgary is one of those bubble teams. Is like, do we move Tanev? Do we move right. Hannafin? You know, do right. we move like a guy like Mangiapane? Right, you know? right. And it, you're sort of, you're sort of like asking yourself, like, is this, is this where we actually like hit the button for the rebuild? And you know, right. it seems like that answer seems to be more and more yes. Like I, it's and you know, you saw that with um, Van, and by the way, Vancouver. Who the hell saw that team coming? <laughs> you know, right? Like, and but no, but like wait, which which team? Did somebody say? Did somebody say Vancouver? I can't do I can't do the thing. Like, you you, but, you did a good job, but go, I digress. Go on. Um, um, but yeah, no, like Vancouver, like they obviously swung for. Uh, I believe it was Lindholm, right? And or, or yeah, Lindholm, and of course Kuzmenko and uh, 
uh, some other guy uh, went the other way. Um, and of course, a couple picks involved. But like Vancouver is a team that I think is going to be interesting to watch down the line because like that's like obviously we know that um, if I remember correctly, their last playoff appearance was basically in 2011 when they got like shut out of that series was it not they i think they had a couple others though i think 2015 they were in the first round and lost to calgary if i'm not mistaken and then they in the bubble year uh 2020 yeah yeah yeah. they went to game seven because thatcher demko stood on his head against vegas my oh. my memory is like basically focused on that one year. It's so, okay. We had two weeks off, dude. You're, <laughs> you know, it, um, that's it, what happens with, with it. My friend. You're not wrong, <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, like Vancouver. Look for them, in my opinion, to be a threat for the coming years because yep. holy, that you 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 look at you and I don't again like this is usually technologists talk, but like um, hey, Quinn now. Hughes, um, you know. Elias, or yeah, Elias Peterson. Oh, Peterson. Um, excuse me. Sorry. Right, Brock Besser, all those guys. Like Rick Tockett's got that team believing, man. Yeah. No, I mean, as much as Bruce Boudreaux was was missed when he was let go, I mean, Tockett has done a phenomenal job in Vancouver. Obviously, has to be one of the front runners for the Jack Adams. Yeah. Uh, award. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so it's going to be interesting to do, you know, with, yeah. with what you can, with, with what you can do. So, for sure. uh, I mean, and, and to not give up on like a guy like Brock Besser, because there are for oh, years, yeah. a number of people talking about Brock Besser's on the verge of being traded. Brock Besser's right. going to be traded. They mm-hmm. stay with it. He's flourished. JT Miller uh, looking like making, making, you know, uh, the front office looked good by trading Bo Horvat instead of JT Miller because that almost happened to Pittsburgh. You know, uh, there's there's a trade that you know maybe both. I mean, for Vancouver's side, it's it's a smart one, but you know, on Pittsburgh yeah. side, they they wish they had made it through. So, um, and then of course, um, steering away from playoff talk for a bit. The Arizona Coyotes. Oh, uh, lordy. Yeah. Like, that is a... Didn't, didn't the NHL, if I recall correctly, um, didn't say that they were going to have this statement out on that, and uh, we never really heard from them, like, after the Super Bowl? Yeah. I mean, we haven't heard anything yet. Um, I'm sure that they're trying to do whatever they can. I mean, it that, is... Yeah. That is a franchise that... Man, I like. Do you feel that for those fans? Like, the 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 things that the drama that they've had to sit through from the you know, relocation rumor after rumor after Ugh. rumor, and unfortunately, if this doesn't pan out, Kevin Weeks might actually be onto something. Yeah, I I think this is where they it's a do or die that they need to get this land. Uh, it's an Arizona state land, you know, and and. Mm. It's something yeah it was it's and and to to get that done might be the the last straw yeah. obviously the sun's owner matt ishba if I'm, I'm i hope i'm getting that correctly uh isn't interested they just renovated what i think it's called the footprint center now so really can't host hockey i mean i'm sure if they want to re-renovate 
they can. Mm-hmm. But at this point, that arena really isn't for for hockey. They would yeah. need to find another home, but I don't think you're going to find it. And it, and it just is a bummer because when it's when it's been on, it can be on. I mm-hmm. love the sweaters. It's it's going to be sucky to see it go. Yeah. But with the Utah I, Jazz owner ready is being like wink wink hint hint. Right. You know, like and again, like to echo your sentiment, like at the at some point the show must go on, as they say in yeah. show business. And like the the Yotes, they they've gone through and again, this is this the, the crappy thing about you know just having the whole local politics and the not so great ownership. It's this is what it comes to basically and it obviously it also sucks for the players because like it's they made that connection with that region and it's just you hate to see that just sort of break off and it's just like that and it's yeah it, it's it just sucks all around yeah it, it it goes to show you pay your bills folks because mm-hmm. they wouldn't be in this problem if they w- weren't good tenants and paid their bills in glendale uh, yeah. that's why they're in a heap of trouble. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's, that's a crazy thing that to really think of how you go from missing a, a payment of like a million or two. Yeah. And Glendale says, Nope, we're, we're, we're done. Yeah. Uh, no. uh, Kevin, how can one team find so many terrible, incompetent and crooked owners? Well, Gary, why, why couldn't you find, why did you find so many terrible, incompetent, and crooked owners? Yeah, I, and 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 I get it, and I totally get it. You know, he wants to do whatever it can where they've exhausted all options. Um, you know, and it's and it's just, it's frustrating. And Ramon, yeah, you're right. This ownership is doing better, uh, and they're trying to do whatever it can. You know, so. Uh, you know, and doing I mean, <laughs> at, at, at the very least, and I'm so sorry, Ace fans, at least um, the Yotes ownership isn't already looking for a, an arena in uh, Utah. Well, I can't I can't see them. St- I can't see the ownership staying as is with Utah on the horizon. Right. No, I completely agree. It's just so. um, one thing. One, one other thing thing that I want to touch on before we sort of uh, wrap things up is that um, I don't know if you watched the uh, three-on-three PWHL showcase during the All-Star uh, All-Star thing. I unfortunately saw bits and pieces of it and, and I was so excited because the, 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 the little bit that I did see was a lot of fun. Uh, oh. It's it's great. It's great to see the, the women's game getting the love because um, you know uh, let's be honest here. I think, I think, the women's leagues that were previously in existence were kind of waiting for the NHL to help them out. Mm-hmm. And nothing. Yeah. So nice to see that I, they're getting they're getting on their own footwork and and kicking yeah, butt. Absolutely. I I think look this is. To me, as as you know, someone who is very passionate about growing the game, very passionate about like having as many eyeballs, as many wonderful people to be a part of this beautiful game, like no matter how toxic it can get. Um, the 
the women absolutely deserve every bit of love that they got for that showcase. And, absolutely. And, and not just that, for every for all the times that they've sold out games, you know, for for their season so far, it's just like you you love to see it, you know. And it's it, it's one of those where like I really wish them the best of luck and hope that their success continues, you know. Um, even beyond their current season. Yeah. So indeed, yes. So uh, a shout out to that. Of course, we're we're kind of biased a little bit. Team Minnesota with <laughs> former Sharks broadcaster Kendall Coyne Schofield and uh, the 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 wife of current Sharks forward Luke Cunning, Sophia Cunning, on Team Minnesota. So I'll 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 show who I'm rooting for just a little bit. But it's been fun. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Tonight. So with that, I think we will wrap things up in case if you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, although that's going away very soon. Uh, That'll be YouTube music in the very near future. Of course, the usual YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Odyssey. And of course, if you're watching us on the YouTube channel, hit that thumbs up button right now. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't hit it already. And if you're watching on the replay, give us a comment down below on, okay, it was a one nothing game, but there you go. So with that, uh, we will wrap things up. Felix, I know you and I kind of have a couple of things to say uh, that have transpired at the end of the day, but yeah. I'll let you have your final thoughts. Yeah, um, so final thoughts. First, I'm going to get the not-so-angsty uh, stuff out of the way. Um, okay. Um, <laughs> you know, just to... Um, so my final thoughts, first of all, for, for the Sharks. Um, again, like, this is this is what they are right now, and this is what we're watching. And look, if just strap in. That's all I got to say. Just strap in, enjoy the ride while you can, you know, enjoy the wins while you can, even this is proof, <laughs> you know? And, um, secondly, of course, um, I'm going to try to do this without getting emotional or pissed off, but, um, nice obviously that. our, not to be that person, but our thoughts are obviously with what those that, um, were affected by what happened in Kansas City. Um, here's what I will say. Can we, can we just like not with any of this anymore? Like, like, are we really at the point where we can't even celebrate a championship uh, win uh, without going through this shit? Like, it's. It angers me. It makes me just feel unsafe. It it makes me like there are no words th- that I can properly say to make the situation better. Obviously, but it's mm-hmm. just it it's it's one of those things that you and yeah I, I don't I don't know what to say honestly. I, I I'll I'll help you out here. You know it, it's. Well, well, you know, as a Niner fan, it, it's a bummer to, to lose the Super Bowl the way they lost the Super Bowl. Kansas City was out there to celebrate their team and celebrate a championship and, and have a good time. You know, I'll, I'll use Travis Kelsey's comments of, you got to fight for your right to party. You shouldn't have to fight too hard to, to party and enjoy things, though. 
uh, and you know, and people were around enjoying themselves, especially on Valentine's Day. And unfortunately, there are some idiots in the world. Uh, one person has died. Twenty-one were injured by gunfire, including children uh, at the parade and rally to celebrate the Chiefs' Super Bowl victory. The one person that we know of so far, because I think there's been talk that there has been two people. But the one person was a DJ on a local radio station, a diehard Chiefs fan. Um, so, uh, you know, we're thinking about you tonight, Kansas City. Uh, this is, It's a tough one. Um, uh, and, what I will, uh, we, sorry, what I, what I will, and what I, now that I've sort of gathered my thoughts um, a little more uh, properly, as a uh, as a podcast that I mod of a Discord that I uh, mod for um, has you know as its model, sports is, sports are fun. Sports yes. should be fun. Sports should not be this thing where people get to take advantage and just, from my language, but fuck everything up, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just, I, this needs to end. There, like. This bullshit, this, you know, these shootings, they need to end like yesterday. Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, down the road, we would love to celebrate a Sharks championship parade. We, we've always teased it, you know, playing the parade down Santa Clara Street. But, you know, there's a reason why their slogan is Teal Together. We would love to teal together for a parade for the Sharks. And to be as fun, as comfortable as possible uh, for that. So with that, he's at Felix Talk Puck on the on the uh, Twitter X machine, whatever they want to call it this week. I'm at Puckguy14. I'm practically everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, Momento, which is, you know, an incredible fun app for sports. Interesting. Huh? interesting i'll, I'll talk i'll that. talk to you about it off air but it, it's fun uh but we will be back with you tomorrow uh for sh- following sharks and flames that's a 6 p.m start uh so be on the lookout for that we'll be back with you until then thank you teal together everyone we love you all enjoy enjoy the rest of your valentine's night please stay safe please please, please. and of course keep it real keep it teal Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you following Sharks and Flames on Thursday night.